1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we start the move from European football back to the domestic stuff. Ange Postacoglu launches a passionate defence of Celtic's Champions League efforts on the back of the Leipzig defeat with Hibs up tomorrow. Rangers have an extra day to lick their wounds ahead of Motherwell on Sunday. How long though will they be without Conor Goldson? And Hearts round off a far from classic week in continental competition with a 5-1 defeat in Florence. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Hugh Keeve. I think the shock waves are still reverberating after Liverpool's 7-1 win at Ibrox. You simply cannot get away from that as the major talking point of the week with regard to European football. And I would say this about Rangers. They've had five major football matches this season. Four in the Champions League group stages. One against Celtic. Over the course of those five games, Rangers have lost 20 goals and scored one. In other words... Rangers don't learn from their mistakes They repeat them They've gone from European finalists in May To European also-rans in October And the bad news is Kenny Our other European representatives Are not in a much better place either No, again, say that last week It was two out of the three match days Now we're at three out of the four match days It's been really, it's been a really poor week again For our teams in Europe I mean, uh, I mean again, like Hugh says Rangers at home A 7-1 defeat to Liverpool it's, uh, And it's for half at half time you're looking at the game think it's a really level game Rangers have played pretty well and then there was just an absolute capitulation in the second half and you know more damning was that actually the, the way the goals were conceded when I mean, I've looked back over them and there was some really really poor decisions within the defending I'm sure Giovanni will be looking over trying to correct and make sure that does not happen this weekend because the only thing you can do with these yes you need to learn the lessons that Hugh's talking about but you need to dust yourself down there's three mm. points up for grabs this weekend and you need to get back to winning ways well this is where you find out if there are any knock-on effects whether that be attitude belief confidence Connor Goldson is an obvious knock-on effect because he's injured in the Champions League and it doesn't look like he'll be able to play many domestic games coming up. So you know, people always talk about, you know, separating them as ah, the league's the priority or whatever, but it's sort of hard sometimes to keep them completely separate. Well, you, know, you can't, but the league is a priority. There's oh, no course. doubt about that. But when you look at the... It's not just the results and the fact that you're losing games against really, really good teams. It's the manner of the result. It's got to be hurtful to all the things you just mentioned. The confidence, for sure. The belief that you're actually able to compete at that level and play against these players. And like you said, Connor Goldson will be a massive loss. I even think it was a, it was a huge loss in the second half of the game on, on Wednesday night. Moving forward, it will be a big loss. Who's going to replace him? Will it be young Leon King? Will it be James Sands coming back into the back line? What they're losing now is a hugely influential there's, player. There's a terrific irony about Connor Goldson and Callum McGregor at Celtic. The two players who are never injured, who are mainstays of midfield and defence, and then come by these injuries. Is it coincidence that Conor Goldson goes off at half time and Rangers lose six goals in the second half? Is it coincidence that Callum McGregor is injured and Celtic suffer what they suffered against RB Leipzig? Before that, they required the Georges Giacomacus goal in time added on at Perth to get the three points there. So both clubs will be badly affected by the loss of Callum McGregor and Conor Goldson I mean it's Friday night Hugh this is where we we round off the week if you like so 
it's entirely understandable why people arrive on Friday and say oh, it's been a bad week for Scottish clubs in Europe because that that's true. At yeah. the same time, when you, when you delve a bit deeper, I'm not sure how much wisdom there is into lumping it all in. I mean, Celtic are a home game against a more winnable opponent than than perhaps Rangers, but Rangers' scoreline was much worse, and then Hearts are on a different boat to Celtic and Rangers anyway, and they go away to a Serie A side. So it's it's just the overall feeling rather than. I suppose accusing all three teams of, of doing the exact same thing Or being in the exact same boat Not just a bad week It's a bad season And it started with you lot <sighs> Motherwell we going down home And away mm. to Sligo Rovers Suddenly the Sligo result Doesn't seem so bad No <laughs> yeah. Am I really ah, clutching well, well, right, okay. Ask Graham Alexander try. Ask Graham Alexander About how that went <laughs> uh, And then there was a AZ Alkmaar uh, I was like Well hold on a minute A bit of praise then For Dundee United For beating AZ Alkmaar at home Yeah Yeah A rare Ray of sunshine uh, But you know Motherwell Dundee United uh, Robbie Nielsen's kidding himself on Talking about Hearts Could still do this That and the other thing You know Hearts are losing heavily at home To uh, a team from Istanbul They're losing heavily at home And away to Fiorentina um, It's just been a bad season In terms of European football And of course The soul searching Goes on mm. 01419511025 Get on here and let it all be said Get it all off your chest It's been such a, a huge week in European football Not good huge, really It'd be nice to uh, be talking about some impressive victories for our teams Not the case uh, Where did it go wrong specifically on those nights? Everyone is always going to default to the bigger picture as well About where we are at and so on And if you want to specifically turn your attention to tomorrow's fixtures or Sundays You can feel free to do that as well 0141 951 1025 And we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB So um, let's try and get stuck in very soon uh, On the phones uh, You can tweet us as well Like I say But we always try and speak to you in person Richard is first through Richard what's your point tonight? Evening panel uh, Hugh Just a, a quick point to yourself If you don't mind uh, You highlighted Rangers have been played I think you said it was four or five important games. Five. What you need to be, five, right? So every game's important. Four of those five have been against teams with millions and millions of pounds invested in the team ahead of Rangers. Those games can't be expected to be won. That's, that's unrealistic. So you highlight that they've lost four out of those five. The game against Celtic, no, I, completely. I, I highlighted they'd lost five out of the five. Right, five out of the five, sorry. But the game against Celtic, so four of the five are unrealistic to, to really put on put on the board. You can't you can't win those games. It's it's unrealistic. Why why does the, been, why does the club go into Europe then? Why does any club go into Europe on the basis that it's unrealistic to expect us to win? What, uh, because you know, I, I look at Omoni and Nicosia at Old Trafford last night, one minute away from albeit a draw, but Omonia Nicosia versus a club who think of themselves as one of the biggest clubs in the world, they didn't go into that match saying it's unrealistic. So I'm afraid that's a cop-out answer. And it's a cop-out answer whether it's Rangers, Celtic, Hearts or anybody else. If you think to yourself, uh, we're in this competition but it's unrealistic. Football is about finding a way. It's about finding out who rises to the occasion in adversity. It's all very well crushing all before you in Scotland. But when you're in that tournament, you've got to find a way. That Yes, they cost more money than your players. But 
On that basis then Don't go into it Write to UEFA And say We have no chance Thank you very much For the offer But we decline to play I mean Richard I don't like to defend Hugh Lightly And in that last point I would obviously disagree with Because that's never going to happen But Hugh's not Criticising Rangers For not beating Liverpool Is he? I mean that, that that's twisting things That That's Nobody's saying That Rangers should be criticised For not beating Liverpool It's the fact that it was One each at half time And finished 7-1 no, I get that. I get that. My my point is picking up from the five games that he's he's sort of referring to, four of which are against teams that are miles ahead of of all all teams in Scotland. He can't he can't compare Rangers to Napoli, Ajax, and Liverpool, and then say Rangers have lost five out of five of important games because it's unrealistic. It's un, it's unfair. Rangers have lost against Celtic The point I'm making Richard I will repeat the point The point I am making is That if you lose 20 goals Over the course of those 5 games You are making mistakes And you are not learning from them You are making them over again And again We keep hearing this stuff Kenny And the, the, the funny thing about it Is everybody's right Richard's right Of course nobody is genuinely expecting Rangers to compete on a consistent basis with Liverpool or Napoli or Ajax, but it is not outrageous to suggest that you shouldn't lose 7-1, having been drawn one all with 45 minutes to go. And how do you explain going to Dortmund and winning? You know, last year, this is the same team. It's a, it's a team that's as equally as big as any of the other three that, are, that, that Rangers have been facing this season. The bottom line is, yes, you're right. Richard's right. Hugh's right. Anybody who says it's unrealistic to to win these games, it's, I, I wouldn't entirely agree with that. And you know what? As a player who have, who's been in these scenarios, there's no chance these players believe that. They're going in there to show how good they are. They're going in to show they belong. The reality is, on any given night at this level, the opponent, you can get beat. And you, there's more chances of you probably getting beat than getting anything. But Rangers are, are better than what they've shown. For 45 minutes against Liverpool, one of the best teams in the world, albeit not playing particularly well at the moment domestically, they're one of the best teams in the world and have showed that over the performances in the last three or four seasons. Rangers were every bit as good as them. Yes, there was a different team and there was a lot of changes to the lineup, but for 45 minutes they were very mm. good. It was the second half and it's not just the fact you lost the game, it's the fact that the way the goals were conceded, it's the fact that there looked like there was a, a, a bit, I mean the word capitulation is being used, six goals and a half Four goals In the last 15 minutes Of the game You know Rangers That shouldn't happen Against anybody And mm. that's the thing Yes it's not the loss It's the manner of the loss And I think that's what Hughes kind of saying When you concede An average of four goals Over the five games That Hughes mentioned With one in the turn It doesn't make good reading mm. for, for anybody connected With Rangers How do you feel overall Richard Because like I said We end up going round In circles on this one Funnily enough You are both right No, None of us are, are here Saying Rangers should beat Liverpool or expect to beat them um, but given the way it went the other night are you feeling a bit more sympathetic than some of the previous callers then are you are you able to accept it because you do acknowledge the difference in level um, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know I was I was there uh, and I stayed right to the bitter end I watched unfortunately every single goal one um, I think I think actually you could probably pinpoint a couple of blames Barisic played well behind the Rangers line well behind there was there was multiple times that players could have been caught offside and Barisic was was behind and keep playing everybody on. Um I, I probably do feel a wee bit more sympathetic because that that team can play football. Rangers can play football. For some reason something's not clicking at the moment. 
Kenny Kenny referred back to last year in Dortmund, or last season rather, and that Rangers side pressed, played played good good football. They weren't sitting back. They weren't trying to do the Walter Smith run in Europe. They weren't trying to sit back and sort of um, defend a narrow lead. That side went out and went to play football and took it to these big teams. First half against Liverpool, Goldson was absolutely superb. He had Darwin Nunes in his pocket and he was going nowhere. He goes off. And, you know, it was like one of those games where he went off and the heads dropped. It was a wee bit like, oh, they might get through now. And and they just I feel as if they just lost belief. But according to you, Richard, there is no grounds, or there are no grounds for belief because you said it was unrealistic yeah. for Rangers yeah. to to win any of these games. So I, I did say we're in, we're in danger of going round in circles on that one. See the bottom line is right. The bottom line, Richard, you're spot on. See that team that Rangers last year in that European run, they were right individually. Mm. They were at the top of their game. Collectively. They were an absolute monster of a team And they believed that in going into any game Particularly because again it's a different format That's a home and away situation You have two games to focus on Potentially bringing something back to Ibrox Is the way it turned out in every game Coming back for the second leg at Ibrox Holding on to something away from home and going and producing And that Dortmund game Rangers were sensational in Dortmund 1-4-2 An incredible result in performance And you're right They went for them This Rangers team are not at that level Individually or collectively mm. They are nowhere near the level That they reached So why such a steep decline In a few months Because that's what the Rangers fans Are desperate well, you to know, know. What? I've, there's lo- Who knows what goes on Behind the doors Because I'm not I'm not privy to that What I can look at is Circumstances surrounding Those individuals That we've just talked about Who were playing Such a high level last year Ryan Kent and Morelos For instance Morelos has been injured Ryan Kent Both of them are in The last year of contracts What's going on in their minds Where are their heads Moving forward Who knows They've not signed The new contracts yet Despite discussions Apparently being ongoing So you just don't know And I've said it many times There's, there's, a, there's a person Behind every player You don't know What's going on Behind the scenes You don't know What's in their minds Moving forward for their career Guys like Ryan Jack Again injured again Another big loss He'll be as well He's not been the, the, the regular that he has been this season in there in the engine room alongside Lundstrom. Subsequently, last year, when Lundstrom started to perform to the level that everybody's seen in that second half of the season, for me, it was it was when Ryan Jack came alongside him. And I said it when it happened last season. Glenn Kamara, another player, like we have move at the end of the season. Those three players were the go-to three on that European run. Any game came about, big game, Ryan Jack, John Lundstrom, Glenn Kamara. And I felt they complemented each other pretty well. Mm. Thank you very much to Richard 01419511025 uh, We are on Twitter As well at Clyde SSB We're about to speak to Keith and Cumbernauld Who's just disappeared I don't know if we will uh, Try and get him back But either way Hugh Whatever way you look at it Wednesday night We're not even close to being over this stuff And it's Friday evening That tells you the, the depth of feeling in this city Well you know 7-1 defeats for Rangers uh, you've, you've got Two 65 years apart uh, so when you're you know losing at home, albeit to a very good Liverpool side, but Liverpool started minus injured players. They also started minus uh, people like Mo Salah. Uh, so the fact of the matter is that to go back to the the point about mistakes, Rangers are s- slow to sense danger and slow to react to it in terms of. Getting players onto the park When you see things are wrong uh, And I think that was the case Second half against Liverpool right, Let's bring in Mark in Port Glasgow Mark what's your take on things? 
Aye, oh, Rangers fan, a very hot Rangers fan. Uh, obviously, it was pretty embarrassing what we saw the other night. And one thing I was I was hurt by was watching my team absolutely chuck it, capitulate. You know, three one, I felt too many players absolutely chucked it. And I'm and I've got a worry. I've got a worry that these players are only playing for their manager. I've got a worry. There's players that have got their head turned and they're you know ready to leave. You know, Rangers or they want to leave Rangers. But in their current form, I don't see how they're going to go out the door anytime soon, unless, like I said, Ryan Kent and Morellas needing free transfers. You know, we've got a lot of players coming up on, you know, end of contracts mm-hmm. as well. We're talking about a, a, a big rebuild. We've got Rangers fans shouting for GO seed. I think on another, on another, you know, that's another big payoff, more money going out Rangers' door because they need to pay all his backroom staff off, get a new manager in, or his backroom staff comes in. But can I just add, guys? I think the media into hysteria has been a bit incredible. You think of the finances that these clubs have and how small Scotland is, we've not got the financial power to, you know, have the God given right to think we're going to finish, you know, third, second, even in these Champions League groups. Because these, these teams have been really strong. And I know Club Bruges have done well, but they were Champions League money for a long, long time. Yeah. I know the team that played Man United last night done really, really well. But until we make our product better in Scotland, and that goes from the this is the SFA are dealing, you know, agreeing to these stupid TV deals, underselling our game. How does your clubs guys improve when we can't get money into our game? Well, a couple of things, right? Firstly, that, that firstly that would be the SPFL, not the SFA. But just for accuracy, I take I take the general point. And see the point on hysteria, Mark. You sometimes hear this. Take this show as an example. Take a look at social media. The most hysterical people are the Rangers fans I know you're talking about the media But tell me what you've heard from the media I've not heard anyone in the media say The manager must go But I'm hearing a heck of a lot of Rangers fans saying it No, I've seen on social media Rangers fans doing it That's what I'm saying But the hysteria from the, the media What I'm getting at is but That's what I'm asking you though Who who, or where in the media have you heard anything as hysterical Because you're using the word hysteria As what you've heard from the Rangers fans no, it's been it's been similar, mate. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I don't think it helps battering Rangers, Celtic, Motherwell, and Hearts. You know. Can we, I we speak know from a, a journalistic is... perspective? Uh, no journalist left the ground at four-one. Like the Rangers fans were streaming out in the thousands. And when a Scottish club, there are only two big clubs in Scotland. One is Celtic. The other one is Rangers. Only two truly big clubs in the country. When one of them is losing. 7-1 at home In the Champions League Then of course The headlines are huge But as you rightly point out Gordon No one is attacking Rangers They are, they are faithfully quoting James Tavernier this morning To address Mark's original point James Tavernier saying Rangers did not pack it in Chuck it Whatever expression you wish to use I don't know how Mark Or anyone else Proves That Rangers players Chucked it But Rangers players Played very badly It was the perfect storm At Ibrox on Wednesday Because Rangers had 11 failures In the second half And Liverpool had 11 success stories And that's why it ended up The way it did It's a similar theme Mark's been more specific Talking about TV deals Getting money into the game And again That's all It's true Kenny We'd love to get more Money into the game The, The thing that Just flies in the face of it A little bit 
Is it's always kind of been that way Now I know the elite are, are pulling further and further away But I mean Mark Wilson was on the show last night And was talking about You know Man United coming to Celtic Park And bringing Rooney off the bench And, and they had Mark played and, and your pal Gary Caldwell And Barry Robson And, and Paul Hartley We have always In the last whatever 20, 30 years we've, we've always been smaller than these teams That doesn't mean you can accept rolling over And, and getting absolutely battered There has to be a middle ground surely and, and there, there is a middle ground because you could go back over the last 20 years and both Rangers and mm. Celtic have been competing with these teams in this competition. Barcelona come to Celtic Park, they get beat. Barcelona go to Ibrox, it's 0-0. Well, that's, that, and that mm -hmm. Barcelona team are arguably the best, one of the best club teams ever. Mm. You know, so you, you you can compete on any given night, and this is the the word compete's been used so often through not just Rangers, but Celtic mm. as well. They want to turn up, you want to give a good show yourself. The sad thing for our teams is, for us to compete, we need to be playing at the top level. And mm. you know what? This is where I don't have a lot of sympathy with Rangers and Celtic on it because the teams that face, it's the same thing St Johnston's or Motherwell's are saying when they go yeah, to Ibrox exactly. or Celtic Park. We need Rangers to be down and we need to yeah. be at the top of our game. Rangers and Celtic, unfortunately, have to say that when they're playing Real Madrid and, or they're playing uh, or they're playing Liverpool. And that is the point, isn't it? Because just to... Slightly tongue in cheek And to stick up for fans Of wee teams everywhere Yeah See if it's A case of oh, well, What are we meant to do We can't compete with that budget See if Rangers go to Fir Park and win 5-0 on Sunday Does that mean we just don't Give them any credit Because when Celtic and Rangers Win convincingly here yeah. Everyone is on here but Talking about how good they are So the, You just can't have it both ways When the joke Is on Celtic and Rangers Their fans Never see the funny side of it Because They're so used to success that Mark and Richard before him, they are, to use a wonderful Glasgow expression, black affronted when it happens to them. And the thing is, it also takes a bit, actually a bit, believe it or not, a bit of credit away from your own team because Mark's saying, how do we get, you know, how do we get money into the game overall? Yeah, that's a valid question. But Rangers made a pretty good job of it. They got to a European final and sold a couple of players for multi millions. Anyway, we are very late for the break, so thank you to Mark, and we'll take more calls next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here. It's 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. How nice would it have been to be looking back on a really successful week uh, for our Scottish clubs in Europe? Um, not the case, quite clearly. Uh, David. Haldane says Shakhtar conceded an injury time goal to Real Madrid I don't think their budgets are the same This argument about our two teams being able to compete uh, Doesn't add up I get that to a point Hugh, Ultimately you can't cherry pick individual examples And mm -hmm. you know they, they might be anomalies But there are enough examples of wee clubs Giving big clubs a tough time To know that we should be at least a touch more ambitious I think that's fair isn't it? Without doubt Absolutely fed up Hearing excuses from hmm. Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, whoever it may be um, But again, I'm banging the middle here Because an excuse it is also a reason I mean, it is a valid reason is, it, Does it become an excuse too often? Or Well, again, I mean When Celtic play Hibs tomorrow Celtic's budget will be far superior to Hibs yeah. When Mother will play Rangers on Sunday Motherwell's budget will be a fraction of what Rangers get So On that basis then Motherwell should lose to Rangers And Hibs should lose to Celtic But From this distance You can't absolutely guarantee That is the case I just think we are 
Because this season has been so desperate Celtic and Rangers fans are pointing in every direction Other than at themselves um, Interestingly enough There's some good quotes we're about to hear from Ange Postacoglu On that general subject Obviously with a, a Celtic tint about belonging In the Champions League And who does or doesn't Which just seems to be a, a bit of a theme this week But let's go to Davey and Hamilton These phone lines are red hot um, Davey, what's on your mind tonight? Hi Duncan, Kenny and Hugh Hiya Hello uh, Where it is a... Uh... It's a Gardner game on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. I reckon, right, I watched a wee bit of the game that right, but there are four players that I think it's put the tools away, so they have. Uh, Morelis, Kent, Kamara and Barisic. They're just no interest anymore. They're just no playing for the Rangers anymore, and there they are. You know? well, Kenny, I think this always comes up when results are bad, and... You are the professional footballer in the room You will tell us players don't deliberately not try It just doesn't doesn't really happen Is there more to it? Is there reasons that it can Your form can be affected to such a level That it looks that way? What, what happens? Absolutely there is I mean again to touch on two of those guys They never played on Wednesday uh, Obviously Morelos and Kamara never played Kamara I think was, was injured But you're right his form has been nowhere near uh, At the level he hit last year Morelos again not really had a lot of games this year Injuries But again you've seen at the start of the season His toys had went out of the prams in a big big way uh, Because probably Cholak was coming and, and, and taking his game time and, and all his goals for that matter Ryan Kent heavily criticised over Pretty much his whole time at Rangers to be honest Because I think you just expect so much more from But particularly this season uh, His goals Again it's, it's there for all to see And his form has is, is not been great He seems to be a an easy target for a lot of fans And Barisic again similar He has been somebody who's always kind of got it in the neck And again Performances I think that, that as a team Rangers have just not performed I think the Kent and Morelos contract situation Is very interesting to see how it's going to develop Because both of them are now getting to that stage Approaching January Where I would be surprised if chats hadn't already started uh, Other places as well Kamara was Apparently there was teams interested in him Just before the end of August So there's so much feeds into that 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 point on those four particular players But I, I would come back to it and say no I, I wouldn't say the guys have chucked it I would just say there is there is circumstances Going on behind the scenes that Have led their form to drop But that does go for a lot of their other teammates as well Are we seeing an accumulation here Hugh For certain Rangers fans Because in isolation you probably can lose heavily to Liverpool mm-hmm. And Ryan Kent can certainly have an off night Against a very good team But the Rangers fans who are phoning Seem to be suggesting that that's not in isolation And that that's becoming a bit of a pattern For Ryan Kent recently I believe that Kent is a major disappointment For someone who costs £7 million If we're going to rattle on about budgets Then for Rangers or Celtic To pay £7 million for a player You're looking for a tidy return Ryan Kent has scored one goal in 10 months and it looks to me like someone bereft of confidence uh, And show a big occasion And he'll be anonymous during it um, Alright, thank you Davey Let's try and get a take from Mark on the line as well And see how he feels about things Mark, everyone's sort of leaving the manager out of it tonight It seems we've, we've moved on as the week's progressed About you know budgets and where teams are at And players, how do you feel about the manager tonight? Have you calmed down a bit? There's a lot of issues here um, you mentioned about an accumulation, which is exactly the word we that we need to use. We need to use here, um, because there has been a couple of other big games that they've done well. They beat PSV Eindhoven to get into the Champions League, 
True. Yeah, that's which fair. Which is worth 40 million quid, apparently. <laughs> so, the, the, however, Rangers are 16 goals to one down in the Champions League and 4 0 down to Celtic. That they, And that includes the 7 1 hammering to Liverpool. So, the situation we've got, I think, is the manager's on his last life, the director of football's on his last life, and the board are on their last life. The fans are utterly dismayed by so much, as you mentioned, accumulation of things. The signings have been shocking for two years. You go back to Junior Bakuna, Fashion Sakala, and two boys from Bournemouth before Gerard walked out the door. Um, so the signings have been shocking. Um, Morelos and Kent, the, the, I think they've been managed very poorly by the manager. Um, they should be. They should both be away in January. So get a couple of million quid, get them out the door. I think the way the club's being managed by the manager is is very poor. He's on his last life now, as you can see from social media, from your calls. Um, nothing personal, but I just don't think he is going to do it to win anything. Let me let me put some of that to the panel specifically on the manager, Mark, because I I've got a sneaky suspicion you've got more uh, to add to that list. Um, see the pressure I, that word, Kenny. I, I'm not really sure. It gets thrown about like crazy, particularly here, because at Celtic and Rangers, you're under pressure if you draw a game. To what extent is Giovanni Van Bronckhorst under pressure? He's getting criticised, obviously, amongst the Rangers fans. Mark says last life. How do you sum up where he's at at the moment? I would say pressure, yep, is always there. So again, it's a word that, again, it doesn't really mean too much because, like you've said, you're, you're under pressure every single week at, at Rangers Celtic. I don't think the manager will be under pressure within the walls of Ibrox. So you don't think there's a risk of him losing his job anytime soon, no, ultimately? I, no, well, not anytime soon. I mean, again, it could completely change on Sunday again if you go and get beat with Motherwell. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's to say you're one game away, but there is an accumulation. It's not just a 7-1. It's been the four Champions League games. It's been the Celtic game. It's been performances, despite 4-0 wins, back-to-back 4-0 wins, performances have not been quite at a level I think that Rangers fans would like to see. Uh, so I think there is an accumulation of things coming I, I, I can understand fans' frustrations Absolutely I can understand the fact that they, they maybe think Gio may not be the guy to lead But I don't think that's that that will be the feeling mm-hmm. within the football club I think there's a there's a league title there to be fought for uh, It's two points d- d- yeah, it's gap only, at the it moment It is only two points, it's, isn't uh, it? That could, that could change this weekend you know. So I just think that it's not quite at those levels yet internally Externally I, c- I can completely understand The frustration What's your take Hugh I mean it, the, the phone lines were in full Geo out mode Between 10 and 11 uh, After the game And I completely accept That's a Small sample size And it's emotional After the game And so on I'm not saying It, it stands for A great deal But Take a look at social media As well There's obviously a, There's a concern About Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Out there I think that's fair I'd make um, Two points One parochial one European The European point I repeat Rangers consistently Make mistakes They do not learn From those mistakes They repeat those mistakes And They are Slow To realise When the tide is turning During games And slow to react to it The parochial point Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Has had uh, Moments against Celtic That he Would be better off Forgetting the 4-0 this season uh, Celtic going to Ibrooks last season Winning 2-1 Coming from a goal behind And changing the course of the championship And also the 3 nothing hammering mm. That they took at Celtic Park The Rangers manager who consistently fails Against Celtic 
like the Celtic manager who consistently fails against Rangers is in trouble. Yeah, I mean, to be fair though, that that's quite selective. They knocked Celtic out of the Scottish Cup towards the end of the season, got to the European final. It's two points at the moment. He'd rather be top, but he's not. But it's not a huge gap. Is none of that. The league title Worth uh, mentioning The league title As Kenny said earlier on um, Is the most important thing In the midst of all Of the shouting and bawling About Liverpool winning 7-1 The league title To go back to the point About social media The league title Is overwhelmingly The most important thing On the minds of the Rangers And Celtic supporters Therefore If you're Consistently losing League games to Celtic Then That's not good mm. Still only two points at the moment Mark what do you think I know you I think you had more to add That was the impression I was getting Overwhelmingly the biggest thing in our minds Actually Hugh Obviously what you said is correct Is the board And the way the club's been run That's the biggest thing in our mind We had John Bennett come out two weeks ago And do a video A half an hour two part video Which told us nothing Insulting He told us his performance against Napoli Was a Rangers type performance No it wasn't um, the, the The board are not Befitting of Rangers Ten years ago We know what happened And I'm not saying that uh, They're at that that level But We are not getting any communication There is Tons of money We we believe has come through Where is the money? Where's the money being spent? Um, The director of football The signings So so These are the big big issues And there's a lot of questions that need to be asked A lot of questions That's what AGMs are for uh, And it will all come up at the AGM Whenever it may be um, You know, It's not possible for us To speculate on how much money came in And where's it all going Because you need to be privy To the club's accounts uh, And be inside Ibrook So you certainly couldn't make any allegations of that sort The one that's a bit easier Kenny Is... The director of football one Because by the way He he does a lot It's a wide ranging role But for lots of fans Signings are the the bit That you know You get judged on And Cholak's clearly Been a good signing Domestically No doubt about it Tom Lawrence looked like He had the makings Of being one uh, And he's injured At the moment But thereafter Is it Is it fair That there would be A level of criticism On on that department Of the football club Yeah absolutely I mean there's no doubt Cholak 13 goals in in 16, 17 games Is is an incredible return 10 league goals in 9 games He's been a A a real find Uh, You go back to even The recruitment of Bassey You know Really really good signing Moved on for a lot of money uh, yeah, that's a, a few years ago now. But Mark's right. The last two, I think, even it was last summer. Stephen Gerrard looked like he wanted to go again after winning the league title. I think there was a lot of plans in place to maybe go again. Was he fully backed? Was that p- potentially one of the reasons that he moved on to Aston Villa? Who knows? Again, you need to be privy to this information. All we can do is speculate and look at look for the outside in that uh, and, and ask the questions. But I think that the, the signings this year. I think Tillman showed glimpses at the start, but he's he's, he's fell he's, he's fell by the wayside over the last kind of month or so. Pretty much from that Celtic game, actually, it, it didn't look like he he wanted to run. I think that was one of the things that a lot of fans weren't happy with his reaction to losing the ball and, and, and getting back and defending. So yeah, overall, I think the the recruitment at this moment has not been great. Uh, thank you, Marco. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Ange Postecoglou. An interesting answer about belonging at Champions League level, and we'll hear it next. 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevens are here. Passions are running high on the phones tonight, by the way. Oh, well, there's a lot of moaning being done, understandably so. 0141-951-1025. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu. Um, he's defended his side's performances in Europe. Um, in a week where everyone's talking about who belongs or doesn't in the Champions League here's what he uh, had to say on the topic I understand the whole sort of um, living here now for 18 months you know I've seen the Scottish national team go from heroes to no hopers to heroes again so I understand this whole you know boom bust cycle that everyone loves to get into here and the whole woe is me Uh, we're not the only country that uh, um struggles to get results at Champions League level um, and I can only talk for my club but if anyone can tell me in the four games we've played that we don't deserve to be there or we've been outplayed or we've looked out of place then I reckon they're talking from an agenda or from some sort of bias because the only questions I've had after each of our games is about opportunities missed. Opportunities missed suggests to me that we've got to improve some areas for sure 100% but no, it doesn't say to me that we somehow should think that we don't belong in a competition that we've earned the right to be in. See, Andy's got us all worked out. The boom or bust cycle. I think he has as well. Yeah. He's, 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 he's got us all worked out. Uh, and he's perfectly correct in, in what he says. We're not the only country who struggle. Uh, and so far as he can see, Celtic are in the matches. They were in the match against Real Madrid, who are the reigning holders of the Champions League they were in the match for an hour and then it went pear-shaped that can happen against Real Madrid Shakhtar Donetsk Celtic were not only in the match should have won the match but their recent failing of not taking their chances came back to haunt them that night I thought against RB Leipzig home and away RB Leipzig were simply a better team than Celtic but Celtic were in the match at Celtic Park in particular but again, Dyson, scorer of only one goal this season, missed a chance. Kyogo, scorer of only one goal in his last eight games, not the goal machine that he was last season. Jota, not there because of injury, and it, it hurt Celtic. What do you make of his you response? Know, I, I like listening to him. He tells the truth. His, his analysis of games or the situations are normally pretty accurate, uh, and I agree. I think they've they've performed pretty well over the course of the of the Champions League. Should have more points because the Shakhtar game should have been a win, no doubt about it. And over the course of the, of the Leipzig games, they've come up against a very very good team. But in football, particularly at this level, Celtic have really f- fell victim in not taking their chances. He's talked about mm-hmm. it. Hughes talked about it. At this level, you need to take these moments because it's not going to be like against a, a St Johnston or a Motherwell with the greatest of respect over the last couple of weeks where there's been 20 chances. You may only get three or four. So of those three or four, you need to go and take mm. them. And it's at the moments as well. You, getting that first goal when you're on top, it could be really, really big and important. But when you miss them, you're given... It, for, for, again, I just put myself in a, If I was a defender and my, my strikers are constantly missing, it's like... There's an R chance And you you know the mm-hmm. game's going to turn at some point So momentum's huge in these games And you need to take your moments And Celtic, that's what Celtic have found out At this level When you get these chances You need to be more clinical William's a Celtic fan from Uddingston What's your take on this, William? Good evening, Pat I'm going to say to you, your researcher My simple analysis with this is 
that the reason that the players who are at Celtic and Rangers are not at Liverpool, Real Madrid, Shakhtar, whoever it may be, is because they're simply not good enough. If they're good enough to be there, then the likes of Liverpool would be looking at them. OK, there's one or two exceptions to real, we understand that. But if you actually look at the big picture, Roger Edward went to Crystal Palace, um, Basio came went to Ajax, which is a, a relatively big club, as we do know. But in reality, the, the fact of the matter is, if these players were good enough to be there, then they'd be looking at the big, superior English clubs or foreign clubs. The simple fact of the matter is they're playing Scotland. There were two managers, Stephen Gerrard, who went to Aston Villa, and uh, Brendan Rodgers, who went to Leicester City. Now, these two managers, signed players, they never even bothered. They never even bothered to look at players who they brought in to both clubs and never thought them good enough to get doing. If, if he thought they were good enough to play in the, the English Premier League, he would have took them down. But the simple fact of the matter, he doesn't. Now, you come on social media and say, people, people social's gone for 40 million, this one's gone for 40 million. If you take what social media says, and social media is a bit of nonsense, and I, I'm on social media, but if you take that into perspective, then Celtic Rangers squads are worth about £250 million pounds if you go with social media. It's just that the fact of the matter is they're just not simply good enough. And if they're good enough, then they would be playing for these big major clubs. Now, one thing I will say is that in respect to the English clubs, if Celtic are Rangers club against the top four, which I think is totally unfair, then they've got a one in four chance of taking a right, right doing which Rangers done the other night there and which Celtic have done in the past against PSG and, and things like that. These, we're a small nation, but I don't buy into that because you get small nations like Denmark can produce good players and, and, and Norway can produce good players and we've proved the other night there that other countries can produce good players. So the simple fact of the matter is, if Celtic sticks in three or four, wow, he's got to be brilliant again and media's got to say in Scotland, oh, he's brilliant, he's done that, he's done that, he's back in form. Just not good enough. If on Sunday, if Cholak scores three or four against Motherwell, if he's brilliant, he's a brilliant striker, they're average. They're average when compared to Mo Salah and, and, and people are in money. These people are, these guys are just You've average, just, you've just told us nothing, absolutely nothing that we didn't already know. Uh, so we can just get back to what your manager said What Ange Postacoglu said That he does not believe that Celtic do not have the right to play in the Champions League He believes he's putting out yep. a side who are doing their level best Given that they know what you've already told us That there are other players who cost more money uh, so as I say You've taken us all round the houses And you've brought us back To where we started It's that sort of phrase though And again You can't actually argue With not good enough If he mean, if, if Willie means That Kyogo's not as good As Mo Salah Then There won't be many arguments In here But it is something That we keep hearing all week Kenny Because everyone We lump them both together See Rangers defeat Celtic defeat Both bottom of the group And we You hear that phrase And it's clearly annoyed Ange Postacoglu That either you know Not Champions League level or we don't belong at Champions League level And just a very personal take on it Maybe I'm quite simple And quite literal I just don't get it I just don't understand what that means You qualify for the group stages You belong there You deserve to be there And the nature of the competition Tells you That if you don't qualify for the knockout stages You don't deserve to be there The competition tells you What you need to know It's how football works It's how competitions work And we do seem desperate to lump it all together and come out with this great big soundbite about ah we're not Champions League level we're not Champions League knockout stage level obviously as the group tells you but we are Champions League group stage level because we're there is that is it not that simple 
Why why are we so desperate to It is that simple It is I mean, Celtic won the league Last year The carrot for one league Was automatic qualification For the Champions League So they've earned the right They deserve to be there Rangers have to come through Four games And got to the Europa League final And got to the Europa League final Where they're a penalty kick away Or a kick for in the last second Of the game At the extra time With Ryan Kent If they score that They're directly into The Champions League Seeded Had they won the Europa League So they're one kick away for that So they deserve to be there Because they've earned the right what the fans are actually think going on about budgets and where the disparity of the, of the, of the resources are, listen, that, that's just mm. all a fact. You know, it's all a fact. It does not mean to say that Celtic against Real Madrid for an hour they can compete and they should have been ahead. It doesn't mean to say for an hour against Napoli until James Sands gets sent off. Napoli, who have absolutely dismantled everybody in front of them. That's what it was what probably a team they are, by the way. An incredible outfit. And Rangers competed with them until James Sands mm-hmm. got sent off, and the game was there to be bad. Uh, the game was there to be won. I'm afraid you just have to keep bouncing back. Celtic under Brendan Rodgers lost 7 1 to Paris Saint Germain in Paris. They lost 7 0 to Barcelona. Uh, and also in 2013, they lost six goals in Barcelona. But Ange Postacoglu has got them bouncing back. Uh, they may very well finish bottom of the group. But they're in there fighting And Ange Postacoglu For the life of him Can't think that he's doing anything wrong Thank you to William It takes us up nicely to this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Horrible Disgraceful scenes We don't like to see On Beat the Pundit Last night quite frankly A victory for Gordon DL and he finished it off with a rendition of Don't You Wish Your Boyfriend Was Hot Like Me uh, from the Pussycat Dolls with his own uh, little spin on it. It was revolting. Couldn't eat my yeah. dinner when I went in. Couldn't get to sleep last night as a result of it. So if you two could just keep it a bit more family-friendly well, tonight, that I, would be lovely. I had two grandchildren in the house at, at that point <laughs> and I had to race over to get the, the off button. <laughs> anyway, it is that time of the night. 01419511025. You have until 7 o'clock and if you want to take on Kenny or Hugh at Beat the Pundit, your chance is next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Played one super scoreboard. Oh, what a Friday night it's been. Any, any good news, Hugh Keevans? Uh, no. Kenny Miller? No. <laughs> you two are even dressed in black for the occasion. I've only just realised that. Is it that type of night, right? If you want to cheer us all up, uh, please feel free. 01419511025. Here until eight. So plenty of time uh, to whinge about the European football this week. Uh, and of course, maybe with a, a slight forward look on things because... For whatever Celtic did or didn't do They now need to beat Hibs at the weekend Same story, Rangers at Motherwell But with no Conor Goldson you would assume What about that Rangers fans? How much does that concern you? Uh, this time next week Will a VAR in a Scottish Premiership mm-hmm. game? How do you feel about that? Get the calls in uh, And we'll get to you straight after this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football during the news you both signed contracts to say you will not under any circumstances sing any variation of the Pussycat Dolls Correct. should you win tonight is that fair? You see I, I sing songs of sophistication maybe a bit of Tony Bennett or something Feliciano you know and then you get the Dazzler everything all settled now you've got all the luggage back from that by the everything. way everything I thought I recognised that cardigan yep. from a few weeks ago it's good to see you've got it back uh, Ross is in Motherwell how's it going Ross? Aye not bad thanks yourselves yeah not bad have you ever played before? No Here's what I've often wondered I don't ask this enough Ross Have you ever called before And not got through? Aye 
a couple of times. A couple of times. I just wondered, you know, I wonder, like, we keep quite often, because like, this is the most popular competition on radio anywhere, as everybody knows. And people quite often come on and say it's their first time, but I wonder if they've been trying and trying and trying. Eventually, uh, they get through. So, anyway, tonight it is Ross, and it'll be either up against Kenny Miller or Hugh Keevens. Heads for Hugh, tails for Kenny. How's the form for you two? Decent? Kenny's given me that nod that says, yeah. Well, put it to the test. It's tails, Kenny, against Ross and Motherwell. Uh, so, what we'll do here is give Kenny some Clyde 2 to listen to. So that he can't hear what's going on We put 30 seconds on the clock As I'm sure you know Ross Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know Okay No but Top man 30 seconds starts now Moritz Jens is on loan at Celtic From which French club? Nantes Who won Scottish League 1 last season? Pass Hearts last Europa Conference League game Will take place in which European city? Istanbul Who's got more Scotland caps? Stuart Armstrong or Ryan Christie? Armstrong How many league titles Did Charlie Mulgrew Win with Celtic Four Name either side In action in the Scottish Championship tonight Air United Stuart Petrie Is the manager Of which Scottish League One club Eh Pass Producer Michael Was quite pleased With himself Kenny Miller When I arrived The first thing Producer Michael Said to me is Beat the pundit Questions are tough tonight I think he's, he's pleased with his effort So let's see how you go right 30 seconds starts now Moritz Jens is on loan at Celtic From which French club? Lorient Who won Scottish League 1 last season? Sure pass Hearts last Europa Conference League game Takes place in which European city? Istanbul Who's got more Scotland caps? Stuart Armstrong or Ryan Christie? Ryan Christie How many league titles Did Charlie Mulgrew win with Celtic? Two Name either side in action In the Scottish Championship tonight or both Stuart Petrie's the manager of which Scottish League One club Montrose. and which other Scottish League One club are nicknamed the Wasps Aloha what's the verdict Ross I beat oh, simple as that <laughs> absolutely no hope uh, let's find out I, I must admit I think I might even have struggled to remember this that is Lorient for oh. Moritz Jens That's good knowledge That's when I knew you were on it tonight You know what Your first couple of touches in a game yeah, Good just, to you Just settle in Make your hit mark make Link a up runs, the play correct. Get a chance get a, shot a shot, get a shot off As they say So yeah you did indeed 1-0 um, You are human though Scottish yep. League 1 last season Best of blank Just pass quickly yep. Yeah Cove Rangers So still 1-0 to Kenny uh, You got to grips with it eventually Ross Because Istanbul um, is the European city for hearts Unfortunately for you Kenny got it as well However There's a 50-50 here And you both went for The opposite one So is it Stuart Armstrong Or Ryan Christie Stuart Armstrong's got 39 Christie's got 34 it's Stuart Armstrong So you're level Ross So hope not done yet uh, Let me just check To see if Charlie Mulgrew's Sent a message in Because you've robbed them Of three league titles uh, Kenny Miller It was five So Ross you were closest But still not close enough Two all in the championship tonight It's Queen's Park v Arbroath So Kenny goes one ahead Was that a guess? Just a oh, guess Come yeah. on Stuart Petrie's the manager of Montrose Two ahead And then he's rubbed it in at the end He's finished strong So he has Aloha or the Wasps A 5-2 win for like Kenny Salah, no. Just a hat-trick late That's what Absolutely it was, yeah. Hard lines Ross Thanks for playing Right cheers Cheers Ross Good man There we are Ross In Motherwell That was the Mo Salah of beat the pundit Did you see that stat The other night Hugh That I read out um, Someone said that Mo Salah's hat trick Lasted It took him 10 seconds Less Than the entire song Tiny Dancer By Elton John Oh wow <laughs> That's how quick he got it um, Thought he was Short of confidence What happened there 
thought he was. Yeah. I thought he was out of yeah. form this season. Just rested them, bring them on late when people are tired, mm. get his confidence up. Is it going to be? If people keep drawing conclusions, you know, about Scottish clubs and where we're at. How bad is it going to be when City then put four past Liverpool at yeah, the weekend? Oh. That'll be a real eye opener. I think that's. Or are they back? Liverpool. Uh, you know the, what happened at Ibrox. You can argue that you're not talking about like with like that they've got all the money and all the players. Blah 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 blah. But they 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 came to Ibrox not in the best of condition. And on the back of the three to defeat the Arsenal, the, the hope there was optimism in the air on these phone lines yeah. right up until. But I think that you know, insofar as you can feel confident when you're about to face Erling Haaland, I think scoring seven midweek will be a, a lift for them. Frank's a Celtic fan on the line. What's on your mind tonight, Frank? Evening, gents. Hope you're all well. Thank you. Um, I'm kind of following on from Ange's press conference today. I mean. Celtic have been brought into this chat about the Scottish football teams belonging to Champions League and in Europe, and I just don't buy it at all. Um, I'm here to defend our club. Um, I think the first game against Real Madrid, I sat with um, a colleague of mine, man new fan down in England, and watched it, and he was absolutely impressed with how we performed. And I think most people were. Um, yes, Real eventually run out comfortable winners, and then. We go away to Shakhtar and nobody can argue we were the better team should have won the game. Then we go away to Leipzig um, minus our absolute rock at centre-half um, and Carter Vickers. And then the captain, Cal Mack, is off after 40 minutes. And when your squad isn't as strong as others, you're always going to suffer. And I think we've done well away. We just never took our chances. And then on Tuesday night, took my son to his first Champions League game. And that's at the tail of Celtic this season in Europe. Taking chances has cost us, but we were in the game, weren't embarrassed, didn't look out a level. And on Tuesday night, we were without a captain again. And one of the debate that started last week, one of um, our top three players in Jota. So I think Celtic, for the first time in the Champions League in five years, have performed well. They've been in all the games. And it's a story of ifs. Um, if we'd have took our chances, and football is about if you take your chances, we could have been sitting with far more points. I don't buy into this. We don't deserve to be there. We're a small nation. These things will come. Football sometimes a game of luck. You look at Joe Hart kicking the ball out to the striker and he scores. Cal McAway is Shakhtar, loses the ball in the midfield. Same again against Leipzig. Celtic have performed, and as Anne says, Journalists from all over Europe have been interviewing them after games talking about the chances. So don't, I, I just think it will come. I ask for patience. I don't buy into this small country league mentality, pot four stuff. It's nonsense. The reason why it's nonsense, just look at Club Bruges. They're a pot four team and they're top of their group with two games to go. That could have been Celtic. If we'd have took our chances Yeah I think by all accounts They have still spent A lot more than our club spend But it's in, in, and, and with respect it's not, Frank It's not a horrendous comparison In comparison When you talk about the, You know the, They're not a European football superpower So that's fair With respect to Frank You know I did say earlier on Celtic have been in the games However Frank's given us a succession of If This had happened And if that well, had he, happened He acknowledges that though doesn't he um, So you know Ange Postacoglu it's right to point out that other countries struggle in terms of the, the Champions League uh, and Celtic are hanging in there. But 
it is hanging in there mm. because I think RB Leipzig were a better team over the two games. Uh, Real Madrid are obviously a better team. Uh, it, it's a matter of just fighting your mm. corner. And Celtic have tried to fight their corner. And in adversity, as I say, Ange Postecoglou and any other manager is obliged to figure out how he can make the, the best of the fact that the other team are from a different level. That said, Frank, does the even if Celtic cannot finish third well, sorry we know they can't finish second even if they don't make it to finish third does a lot of this assessment maybe have to hang fire until you know the final group placing because all of what you have said would would still stand about chances missed and injuries and so on but if it was to stay this way and Celtic finish fourth on one point I mean that, that that's that's still quite grim isn't it is it maybe worth us just waiting to find out or, or, or that's that's maybe the wrong phrase because of course we need to wait to find out how important is it to you then that there's still a an upturn in results in the next two games if possible. Yeah, of course you want results at the end. Of the year. That's what football is all about. You can play well and be in games and choose right to point it out. I did say Fs, um and I don't want to be coming potential on this phone in four weeks' time saying ah we played well against Shakhtar and if we just scored and we played well at the Bernabeu and. If we'd have scored. Um, so I get that. Um, the way I look at it, it's five years since we've been in the Champions League. Look back to where this team was 18 months ago. It was an embarrassment. I remember I was getting hammered 4 1 at home off teams we should just never get hammered by in, in Europa League. There's progress, the team are playing well. Um, yes, football is all about results and we need to start taking our chances. Um, I believe it will come. I just I don't want this negative chat that we sh- we don't belong at that level. Um, so I do believe it will come. Do you think experience is important, Kenny? You've obviously played in the competition. Um, Celtic haven't been there for a long time. Rangers even longer. The so-called sm- the smaller teams when we talk about budgets, the ones who are going out there and giving the the big teams a bloody nose. Sometimes they're still there every year, aren't they? You know, even Shakhtar, who are the next worst in the table, if you like, in Celtic's group. Still in it every year, you know. And Club Bruges, and over the piece, by the way, spent a lot of money yeah. on players as well. Abilities to go and spend twenty million pound on players. So. Club Bruges, like I said earlier, I think you know they have spent a decent amount, but you know they've still been in the Champions League for the last few seasons. Do we need to be a bit more patient? The coefficients up. We got two teams in it this year. Hopefully, you know, hopefully can do that again. And if it is Celtic that go and win the league, and there's only one spot, then they get a run at it. Is it too much to expect all in one season or to expect more in one season? You know, I, I just come in again, I agree with everything that Frank says in, in relation to how Celtic have actually performed. And we've already said it on the show mm. moments and games, take your chances. It can be a different result, absolutely. Celtic should definitely have more points than what they've got. At the level, uh, European, I think that's why maybe I expected a little bit more for Rangers this year based on they've had five years worth of. European, Europa, League, yeah. Europa League games and they've been building towards us Celtic again is a, it's a completely new team you're probably going back I think they had a decent campaign in the Europa League uh, I think it was 2017-18 there was a decent run in the Europa League for Celtic beat Lazio home and away I think they beat Leipzig at, at Celtic Park as well so they've had some players have had some European experience but a lot of them haven't so it will be new to them that being said they've performed pretty well you know they've just not taken their mm. moments they've not taken their chances like Frank says a lot of F's and buts but they have uh, they have been in the games and competing with the teams that are in their group and that's why Hugh look, that's why it's important for us because we're immersed in it and we watch the games and we, we see all the big moments but it's not it's not a surprise that some people who 
If you're looking at the outside And you don't know the detail You see a team bottom on one point And think well there's not a lot to get excited about there no. that, That's fine as well It just depends how much of a, a microscope You put on these things And It could feel very different in two games time Frank's admitted as much Yeah, He'll need to come on If it's one point and bottom of the table When the group's all said and done It's pretty hard to bang on about missed chances Yeah there'll be a different perspective uh, Both from Frank's point of view and the Celtic supporters' point of view and also from the Rangers supporters' point of view if they end up bottom of the group with no points at all. Uh, so it's up to the pair of them. Uh, you would think Rangers going to Naples. Who knows what could happen there? It all depends on Napoli's attitude if they've, um, they have already qualified. Uh, but they look to me like a team who are not going to take their foot off the gas. So Rangers... We'll be in for a long night there. Uh, Celtic of Shakhtar Donetsk at Celtic Park. Now, you know, if Frank is to come back on here and say something positive about Celtic, they really have to take something out of that game. The signal for Celtic is that when you're in a group with Real Madrid, you hope that they just go and beat everyone. And they didn't. You know, they've, they've been held by Shakhtar the other night, which changes things because all of a sudden... You know, it's a, it's a vital point for Shakhtar Celtic are going to need to beat them in Glasgow and then maybe take something over at the Bernabeu. Yeah, but listen, it's a big ask that. I mean, they will, I think they've got the ability to trouble Real Madrid. There's no doubt about that. Have they got it in them to go there and get the result? Again, that remains to be seen. They're playing against one of the best teams in the world. Uh, that goal did change the whole dynamic of the group because it did allow them, if, if they had to finish third if you beat Shakhtar and Real Madrid had mm. beat everybody in Leipzig too. it gave them a, a decent enough chance that they could have qualified for the Europa League through third spot but that goal does change the dynamic it, it, sorry, the dynamic of it and it means no matter what happens they're going to need to go to the Bernabeu and get something which is a tall order uh, Thank you Frank 0141951 we'll be back with more calls and a full time teaser for these two next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141951 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans are here It's 0141951 Or it's Twitter At Clyde SSB Van Man Glasgow Has got your teaser for tonight And I think you'll nail this one mm. I can see you progressing with it very quickly Van Man says Can you name the last eight people who've been capped for Scotland and have played their club football outside the UK or Ireland at some point in their career. So can you name the last eight people capped for Scotland and played their football outside the UK or Ireland at some point in their career? Johnny Russell. He is still in the last eight. Well done. Not had any caps for a while. Hendry. Jack Hendry, most recently you would say. Any more for any more to kick us off? Okay. Yes. There we go Two very relevant recent ones Henry Hickey Johnny Russell uh, And we're looking for Another And do you know what Hold on a second Van Matt This guy must be Good at driving vans right But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's got nine on the list Even <laughs> though the question says eight So let's change it to nine Will we Come on Van man Do me a turn here Right That's a boundary charge It's turned into nine So we'll get them the rest As the evening progresses And it's full time At Clyde1.com if you want to send your question in just like that So please do um, Let's bring in Grant who's in air Hi Grant Hi Jim Gordon, you alright? Not bad, how are you? What's your point tonight? Uh, well, been better, had better weeks um, Points really, I suppose Looking forward, or even looking back the way as well um, 
really wanted to talk about the much-heralded and lesser-delivered-upon uh, player trading model. That, uh, and again, it goes above Giovanni. It's really Ross Wilson, the sort of sporting department, if you like, or the recruitment department. Um, I think I made a comment on Twitter and it got sort of derided by fellow Rangers fans. The board slightly, in my opinion, got lucky with Barassi and Patterson. Um, the budgeting that they probably went in before the two of them were sold surely couldn't have included those two. And the players that then should have been moved on, um, like Kamara, Kent, Morelos, um, the ones that are now injured, Ruth, Helander, um, we're looking at really a resale value of zero on most of those guys. Um, and it looks like you probably think the board will maybe want to renew Kent Morelos, not so much for what they're now going to bring to the team in the long haul, but basically to sort of prop up the balance sheet. And so I think, you know, it, it, it's been a bit of a disaster. It was so well trumpeted um, 18 months ago, something like that, and really it's just not been delivered upon. And it's kind of... Therefore, we're going to need a huge rebuild in the summer, uh, maybe bigger than Celtics and what Ange uh, delivered. Um, and doesn't look like there's much money there to go around, so it's really not leading yeah. a good spot. Uh, you, you can't get them all right, Kenny. There's always going to be one or two, you know, the contract and whatever. Um, and Grant obviously mentions it, lo- it looked good for that period. When you go straight from Patterson to Bassey and even Chuck Aribo into an extent slightly different, looking good. But the, the next round of player trading it looks like it might be quite a disruptive time for Rangers is that a fair forecast? It could be you know when you lose the, the types of players I mean again not, not so much Patterson I think the deal to get part, like, they got yeah. for Patterson was great considering the amount of games he had played and the fact he was never going to remove James Tavernier for that position but Bassey and Aribo in particular have, have just not been replaced you know and I think you've seen that over the course of this season and it's definitely affected the performance of the team moving forward you've got Kent's Morelos out of contract other guys who may move on, which we had the same conversations last year with Davis, with McGregor's, getting to that age, Arfields, all who signed year extensions. It could be a disruptive summer for Rangers, losing a lot of players, needing to replace these guys, which at the moment there is a lot of starters in that in that list. So this this is why the recruitment chat is always going to be ongoing because when you've got a amount of money to spend, so whether it's 10 million, 20 million, whatever you've got to spend, I think when you're you're, you're using it for Rangers or Celtic, it needs to mm-hmm. be used absolutely spot on. And when you look at the players we've talked about them so many times already over the course of the season, the Young Mazes, the Matondos, uh, and Ben Davis is now in the team and he's starting to look mm-hmm. like he could be a long-term partner for Goldson and then Goldson gets injured. But those guys, particularly Young Maz and, and Matondo, it's... You just don't know if that money's going to be well spent and, or it remains to be seen. And Grant mentioned Morelos and Kent's contract situation. What, 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 how do you read that now in terms of, you know, sometimes you, you're desperate to extend the contract because you're sure that there's a big money bidder out there and, and it's going to buy out that contract, so to speak. Um, alternatively, you maybe just want to genuinely keep a player at the club for, for a length of time. Where are, where are those two at on, on either of those fronts? You know what, I, I really don't know where they're at because January time comes, which is two months away, two and a half months away, they've got six months left, they'll be talking to whoever they, they can talk to, they'll be moving in the summer for nothing. You're not going to get big money for either of them at that time. So I would be very surprised if you're looking at get, get, getting the Ryan Kent money back. I would be I would actually go as far as say there's no way you're going to get that money back. And January Morelos, the money that's been mentioned, 15, 16 million mm-hmm. bids, that's that's gone. So I don't know. I really don't know because at the moment, 
Morelos is in the team because you've got Cholak performing again one of the signings that has obviously pulled up trees since he came to the club and you've got Ryan Kent who's constant every single mm-hmm. week people are on him a bit, a bit for his output so I don't know where they're going to be at in regards to do they want to keep them or are they trying to protect the asset but like you say is there anybody going to actually give you that money How do you feel about that Grant because those two were so important for a while and so highly thought of amongst the Rangers fans that the obstacle was can you convince them to sign a long term deal for some Rangers fans I'm starting to detect that the question's now would you want them to sign a long term deal uh, I thought Morelos should have been sold maybe two years ago I think maybe 15 million talked about from Lille um, Kent got talked about Leeds like, I think Leeds were maybe in for him um, I, I would have argued that at those times those deals should have been done um, it was before the European money came along so we really needed it and as time's gone on, and again, a Kamara, maybe maybe 10, but probably more like six or seven in the summer there. Um, that's money that really should have been brought in. Um, deals should have been done. To then go and speak, you know, because you're talking about, you know, you could convince players with European football, you know, younger. This, this is a, goes back to scouting network. You know, surely there's the scouting, I mean, huge recruitment department at Rangers now, you know, all the data guys and recruitments and scouts. Maybe, you know, this young guy, maybe like the likes of your young man is, you know, 5 million, 4 million, 6 million, and with the idea of selling them on for 10, 12, 15, um, <clears throat> that would have been a player trading model that would look like to me it was working. Um, but going back to sort of Kent Morelos, I think the time's gone for, for, for those sort of fees to be generated. And we're now looking at a zero return on them, if not, you know, nominal fees maybe in January. So I think in fairness to your club, Grant, at the time when they turned down the money for Morelos and it was good money, Morelos was red hot and the Rangers thought that they could get more money. Um yeah, you know, at the time when Kieran Tierney's going for twenty five million pounds, then Rangers fancy, oh we've got one that will go for more than that. Uh likewise Ryan Kent when Leeds United were uh, linked with him uh, Kent was doing things for the team That he's certainly not doing now I agree with Kenny You'd never get Never get mm. the, the, the Ryan Kent money back Not £7 million pounds, Not your wildest dreams And I think Morelos They've tried mm. And the fire that was there Is now going out I think And the, In terms of how that picture shifted Kenny And I'm basing this on the feedback I get or we get on here from Rangers fans it's not my opinion on Ryan Kent but if you're Rangers right now forget about the asset forget about what you can get him for are you sure you want to give him a four year deal on 30-40 grand a week is it now at that stage has it gone that far you know if if you're taking the the asset side completely out of it then I don't think you you can commit to a, a player on that amount of money I mean they see him every day you know they see this player every day they know what he's capable of but at the moment they're not mm. getting it Like I said There is Could be other yeah. things Behind the scenes That are going into A, a, a dip in form He's uh, clearly Lacking confidence You know there's, there's no doubt about that But again I think it was one of the previous callers That is up to the manager And the coaching staff 
when you've spent a lot of money and you have to protect your asset, not just by giving them new contracts, you need to get them playing well and mm. performing in your team. Otherwise, that comes back to haunt you on the recruitment side because recruitment's huge in football. So they need to be doing whatever they can, and I'm sure they are, to get the absolute best out of them. But at the moment, we're not seeing that. So you're right, there is definitely a question, do you want to make that commitment on that kind mm. of level of money for a player that's actually not per- particularly performing mm. well? Because we, we, we'd often fall into that trap. We get so... Worked up about signing contracts To try and bring in a transfer fee And we overlook the fact Do you want to keep that player at your football club And have him impact your team See, see the thing with, with, with a football club They've got a far greater idea Of what's actually been there Or not been there for the player So they can also make that, that, that decision And that judgement Based on the information mm. that they've been getting Or contacts they've been getting for other teams But for sure If there's not been that Seven, eight, nine million pound on the table For Ryan Kent And then you're going to Commit to a four year deal On a lot of money And a big contract Then I think at the moment Based on what we're seeing Then I'm, I'm sure the club Are asking I, these questions I as well I think we've also got A wee fatal fascination At the minute Rangers For You know People come into A fanfare of trumpets Amad Diallo Last season Robbie Matondo This season And For whatever reason They get there And yeah, well, it's not that, worth it It's that right side Of the attack isn't it That people keep saying Needs to be um, better recruitment wise Grant That was uh, some thoughtful stuff You got everyone going Appreciate the call Hopefully we'll do it again uh, Let's bring in John in Moody's burn And see how he's feeling tonight John how would you sum it up? Well as a season ticket holder And being there on Wednesday uh, What Hugh Keevan said earlier on I think it was the first caller And he said uh, Don't expect us to do well I'm afraid I'm looking for uh, A decent performance And I thought In an Napoli game We were a wee bit unfortunate And we played well Competed and uh, same, obviously, with the Liverpool second game. But I would say that uh, we need some more energy in midfield. Like I said, why don't they try Yilmaz left midfield? And we need to get Lowry fit. I'm afraid the boy Tillman, for these last few games, I wouldn't pay the fee they're looking for. But uh, And obviously, I don't think they've had a right-sided winger since they has left. And I think the manager, as Hugh Keevan said, I think they should react quicker. And sometimes the substitutions... And he can't be a bad manager because he took us to the Europa League final last year. And what we should remember is that Liverpool got to the last three at the last five Champions League and a Europa League yeah. final at Seville. And they, what, what they, they, they actually improved their team every time, strengthened their team. We reduced our team. Aribo was the best player in Scotland up to come back from the, national, the African Nations Cup. At last season in Scotland, and uh, Bassey was a great part of the team. So we haven't really, we've not really strengthened the, the players we brought in. We don't match up. Certainly, Ben Davis, is, he looks, he looks apart now. If we can keep him fit, and I was disappointed. Uh, if I, I would be looking at uh, Ryan Portes for a defender. He's under freedom of contract. Get him signed up. Uh, I know. People say, oh, we don't want him at Ibox. I'm afraid he's a good, solid defender and he'll put his head where some defenders won't put their feet. We soon want him at Ibrox if he's playing well there. That's the, the, the answer to that one, John. I think John makes it the perfectly valid point that he turns up and the minimum, the absolute minimum he expects is endeavour. And in the second half, there was no endeavour. To use Ali McCoy's word, Rangers crumbled. And to uh, and that's why I quite, I quite like John's comparison with the Napoli game there because although we say it's all about results, sometimes to fans it's not, and you can't kid fans who pay their money and go yeah. there and watch with their eyes. Every we've spent all week 
Talking about how good Liverpool are And the budgets And it's all true But Napoli are probably better Than Liverpool are In the Champions League right This now, season yeah, And yeah. yet John went there And Rangers lost heavily to Napoli But he was okay with it What yeah. he saw he could accept And that wasn't the case The other night And I think that's the, the, the philosophy That Ange Postacoglu Is putting across That okay Maybe Real did win 3-0 But Celtic were For an hour In the game Might have taken The lead in the game um, Celtic fans and Rangers fans like John on the line The bare minimum they expect yep. is endeavour uh, John's talking about you know different players Kenny and there does, Personnel wise it does seem very sporadic You're talking about Sakala going in and starting a game of that magnitude When he's not really played that much Tillman's a major feature earlier as John says And now you, you, know, you don't really see much of him And Matondo comes in and out And Cholak and Morelos get rotated and so on um, So how, how would you you gave me a row earlier at one of the breaks You said I'd cut you off when you were full flow About where it's going wrong for Rangers So come on, unleash No, again, not so much going wrong But a bit of a my take on why I feel The performances haven't been up So we touched on John Lundstrom Again, he's not been playing as well as what he was Brilliant player for Rangers And still is a really, really good player Not performing at the same level Is it because he's not got the same guys next to him? Though they, maybe they don't complement his game as much That the right-sided situation Tom Lawrence was the guy he was the guy that was going to come in. I say that right at the start, he'll score goals. Something Rangers needed to add in that front line. Not just Morelos or Cholak like it is this season. Rangers needed added to, to, to add goals in their team. Lawrence would have done that. I think he was already on four before getting injured. Again, he gets injured, you miss. It's, whether it be Matondo, whether it be Sakala, whether it be Scotty Wright. It's, it's been a mix. And it, it tells you Giovanni doesn't know who he should be playing. You know, Tillman off the right, it's not where he wants to be. He wants to be in the centre showing everybody how good he is. Unfortunately, in the bigger games, he's not been able to do that because Rangers haven't had it their own way at all. Goldson, Balogun or Bassi, you know. Balogun, let's go. But Bassi moves on. It's been a problem either. You sign Suter. Again, we hope Suter gets back and he's fit and he stays fit and healthy for, for the rest of the season, for the rest of his career, for the injuries that he's had. But to say he was going to get through a season un. Unfit, uh, sorry, without picking an injury up was, was hopeful Unfortunately he's picked one really early So that left-sided centre-back now Which he had really decent options last year Now, Davis has been injured Only came back in the last two or three weeks It's been Sands, it's been Leon King has, to, has had to be thrown in there So there's been a lot of disruption to the Rangers team There's been a lot of disruption to individuals Standing within that team like I said before, i.e. Morelos up top Out of contract, now no getting a game We all know how Grumpy can be at the best of times when he's not playing. I think the same goes for Ryan Kent, not been playing particularly well. Contract situation. Ryan Kent, eh, sorry, Ryan Jack, Glenn Kamara. Cornerstones of that Rangers midfield alongside eh, John Lundstrom. Now they're in, they're out. There's a little bit, again, disharmony within their, their feeling of how maybe they're feeling valued. So there's so much feeds into it. And ultimately, as a team, they're nowhere near the, the performances levels as last year. Other than that, there's a lot to look forward to Rangers fans Thank you to John and Moody's Burn again Some really good points Been made tonight Thank you John Really appreciate your call uh, Any more on that teaser then The last nine Who have been capped for Scotland And played outside the UK or Ireland At some point in their club career Barry Douglas No oh. Burke Oliver Burke Oliver Burke Is playing in the Bundesliga at the moment Lewis Morgan Yes In the US of A We'll get the rest of the answers And look at some of tomorrow's games next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. On the home straight with Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans. Not much left 
to get through Except we're going to have to squeeze a couple of things in The answers to the teaser There's Andy and Sterling on the line We've got games to preview tomorrow So let's think quick Van Man Glasgow is asking Can you name the nine, the last nine To be capped for Scotland men's team And play their football outside the UK or Ireland At some point in their career So they don't have to have been playing abroad When they got the cap So Jack Hendry, Aaron Hickey, Ollie Burke Johnny Russell, Lewis Morgan You've got uh, Stephen Fletcher No Nope Is uh, Ferguson been capped Lewis He's been away yep. Yeah Because yep, yep. he doesn't have to have been when he was away oh, remember okay. So yep. Lewis Ferguson counts Three to get I'll start giving you small clues We're not going back that far at all They're all sort of Steve Clark Or maybe the, the end of McLeish what But I actually think they are all Steve Clark Oh, about catch you, No Too far Too far <coughs> Oofed yeah, all Steve Clark actually I've Never not convinced small myself clues. Give us big clues um, One is currently playing in our top flight And you've maybe for some reason Overlooked his recent spell abroad You know, like for instance The sort of the Russells, the Morgans The the, Hen- the Hendrys, the Fergusons They're still out there and, and you've still got that in your mind But this guy, he's here He's in our top flight at the moment Prominently Um but he did have a, and he had a recent spell abroad. We need to come back to this one. Yeah, and then there's a sort of. I'll use the term loosely because he might have two or something, but he's he's close to the one cap wonder club. This guy, one of them, he even scored I think. Because the highlights were it, it was I think today might be anniversary or something. Shankland, see you on the list though. That's the one I'm talking yeah. about. Plays here at yeah. the moment. Yep, Shankland. Okay. Two to get Let's bring in Andy uh, Andy as a Celtic fan It's been quite the week Missed chances Another defeat Straight on to Hibs tomorrow How are you feeling about it all? I am um, Optimistic uh, I think I've um, been listening to the calls been listening to uh, Ange Postacoglu's interview I think he's right I think we were in every game uh, I think we did look as if we should be there However I think I think he probably picked the wrong team the other night Um and the second point I'd like to make is that I'd like to ask the panel a question. Uh, were Liverpool that good or did Rangers shrink? We'll answer uh, that quickly, Hugh. My answer is Rangers had 11 failures and Liverpool had 11 successes. Kenny, does it have to be a bit of both for a, a night like that to happen? You know, first half, games level, Rangers well in it. The second half, I think when you bring on that level of player that they brought on, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Jota, Thiago and Mo Salah <laughs> came in at the same time. Uh, it's definitely I mean, I mean Liverpool's team has improved You know So they were better But Rangers were, It doesn't matter How many And how what level of play They brought on That performance mm. Should not have happened I mean Andy's confident He says for Celtic tomorrow Hugh So we're nearly at the end of the show And the end of the week So give me one last dig On behalf of the wee teams It's all about budgets so Hibs have got no hope anyway So what, of course Celtic Should win convincingly And if they don't It's a disgrace Yes, right, That's the theory uh, Celtic will really in front of their own crowd That want to put on a show tomorrow uh, I understand that it's difficult No Callum McGregor, no Jota uh, It looks as if Abada's fit yep. Therefore it looks like Abada and uh, Dyson Would have to play either side of Kyogo Haksabanovic, uh, maybe Who looks good um, But the, it's as simple as can be Celtic have got to start taking chances Otherwise Games turn into a struggle And this is a Hibs team Who were certainly shocked mm. Midweek by losing to Dundee United But to have in the likes of Martin Boyle And Ryan Porteous uh, yeah. Potential goal scorers The stats boffins would tell you Kenny That when you are 
creating chances and high quality chances. That's the key and the old expected goals that that you will you will start scoring. You won't go through a full season creating ten chances a game and not taking them. Is that what you'd expect then for Celtic? Is that is it going to click? In front of goal again Well it's not, of course it will Because it's already has At the start of the season Where Celtic were looking Absolutely unstoppable uh, For that first six, seven League games of the season So there's no doubt That the chances they create The players that they've got Within their team They're going to start Scoring It's the old saying Someone's going to be On the end of a doing You know that's When you're going through that I mean, Managers will be thinking it Players will be thinking it it's, I mean it has cost Celtic in the, in the Champions League It's not really cost them Domestically as yet But if uh, if it continues It almost did Almost did last week At St Johnston But I've no doubt They'll get back to Some scintillating mm. form That we've seen at the start Having said that it, You know It is still the la- It is the last minute winner St Johnston It's the Not ideal Or dream Goal scoring performance Against Motherwell In the St Mirren game Before that You're giving Hibs a chance Ryan Porteous He's the man of the moment no, I think they can. Lee Johnson's uh, team were in some good form before the uh, the midweek defeat to Dundee United. I think it was four games in a row they had won. So they'll be going there in decent form. Uh, there's no way, again, listening to Lee speak, he'll not be expecting anything else from a really strong performance for a team and he'll be confident mm. that he can go and get a result. No Jota tomorrow. Andy still obviously no Callum McGregor. Still confident enough in the likes of Dyson Maeda. He's had a bit of stick this week, hasn't he? Well, I think I was on Tuesday night before the team was 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 named, um, and uh, I had said that uh, Dyson Maeda probably wouldn't be starting for me. Uh, I think that he's he's he, if if I was doing to try, he would give one hundred and fifty percent every every week. But I just don't think he's got the composure uh, to really um, be a, a top quality Celtic player. Uh, Jack Amakis for me would would be starting more games than than Kyogo right now. Um, you know that there's that's probably the benefit that Celtic have. They've got so many different permutations. Really happy with Haskabanovic. He looks he looks very very good, uh, and I think he'll only get better the fitter he gets. But I'd be interested to see how uh, how far along Abelgard is because mm. I think we really need an anchor because we're losing something with Mark Riley playing in that sitting position. With no disrespect to Celtic or Rangers, Hugh, all this stuff about how will they react, for me, is nowhere near as interesting as is the Livy crossbar fixed? Because exactly. we're looking at those fixtures, that's got to be the standout issue for tomorrow, surely. Well, you know, not only the Livy crossbar, but have Hearts got the hot water going in the showers yet? You know, that's what caused the, the, the... Ah, but see, they're away from home. That can wait. They'll get the plumber in. Um, they're well, away at Aberdeen on Sunday. But I, I, I'm led to believe from our Livy insider, three guesses who that is, yeah. the new goals were ordered and were arriving ah. this week. Do you know the one that intrigues me? It is the Ross County-Dundee United game. There there was a, last Saturday me saying, Dundee United will go down and Ross County have been the playoffs. It's not like you. <laughs> and to since, get then, wrong. since then... Dundee United have hammered Aberdeen 4-0 and they were, Aberdeen got off lightly and then they've beaten Hibs. So Liam Fox has had the dream sequence and uh, you know he's off the bottom and Ross County are there. So that one intrigues me. Can Dundee United make it three out of three? It's a good card, Kenny. And even you go to Sunday, we all know look, Rangers need to bounce back and life without Conor Goldson. But even Aberdeen Hearts... Everyone's got hearts nailed on In their pre-season predictions To finish third they're, they're not in a great place at the moment No they're not It's a, it's a big game A huge game for both clubs uh, Both managers as well Because Aberdeen's form's been really patchy It's been a win It's been a loss It's been a draw They've, 
they've not got any kind of level of consistency with, with, with the results. So Jim will definitely want to put that right, and Robbie needs a result. Absolutely right. I think we're almost there. So all that's left for you two to do is come up with two more players who've been capped for Scotland in the within the last nine people to do so that, that, that have played their football outside the UK or Ireland at some point in their career. So guys like Jack Hendry, Aaron Hickey, Lewis Ferguson, Ollie Burke, Lawrence Shankland, which was a good shout, Johnny Russell, and Lewis Morgan. Two to get. Is Doig, did he get a cap? No. Not? Henderson, has he got a cap? No. Well, I'm just rattling off the Italian. Are you looking it. for your one cap wonder, that yeah. one that I told you about? Right. Give you a bit more on that. So it was a game against, I don't know if it's one cap, by the way, but it's a, it's a small amount. A game against San Marino in the pouring rain. It might even be the anniversary of it today because I watched the highlights. I think we won about 6 0. John McGinn got a hat trick, and this guy scored from centre back. And I don't think he's ever played for Scotland again. Why might Steve Clark have called up someone for a sort of one time thing? Maybe he trusted that player. Where would they know him from? Where would they know him from? <laughs> Is there. From Kelly. Yes, and I know what's his name. Oh my goodness, I've lost. I've not got his name. I've not got his name. Philadelphia, I went to. Oh my god, Finley. Stuart, Stuart Finley. Finley. Right, and the other one, it might not seem it because he's been on a pretty downward spiral since then. This guy scored a penalty in Serbia to help us get to the Euros. He's back training with Livingston this week. Oh, Griff, apparently, Lee Griffiths. Lee Griffiths. There we go uh, Right thank you to Kenny and to Hugh We are back tomorrow 2 o'clock Really looking forward to that one So make sure uh, you join us then And in the meantime GBX up next